Christmas, Brad. Merry, <laughs> Merry Christmas. Very Merry what, Christmas. What do you want for Christmas? I want James Cameron to stop talking about Avatar movies and stop making them. Well, that's not going to happen. Santa can't <laughs> control the corporate cogs that are in motion, which are planning three, four, five, and six. Yeah, okay. What's I saw an article, too, that was saying that James Cameron, he turned in a nine-hour cut of Avatar yeah. 3. Yeah. Um, he, <laughs> so like, how what? he pitched it is he wanted, the, there wanted to be a nine-hour cut. That was going to be on streaming. And if you want to see it in theaters, you get, like, the three-hour cut. Oh, okay. And then, obviously, the studio is like, how expensive is a nine-hour all-CGI movie going to be? <laughs> no. <laughs> but I can see that idea working in the future. Like, Maybe. it's not a bad idea. Yeah. It may be. If, if, if you have a story that warrants a nine-hour running time... I mean, at that point, it's just a mini-series with no cuts. It's like Twin Peaks Season 3. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Twin Peaks Season 3 was like... It almost had the same information that a regular movie would have. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. But it yeah. was like slowly paced out like to the point of like molasses. Which, yeah. that's the whole point of the show. But like... Mm-hmm. um, I mean, I could see it working in like in that way but i don't know how rewarding at least for me that would be for an avatar movie no, I, no. because with, with twin peaks it was different because you had the show which generated a lot of goodwill and made people fans mm. in the 90s so then when you're coming into the new season you're like okay where's cooper i want to see cooper i want him to hear him say damn say fine coffee i want him to eat cherry pie you want him to do all that stuff right so the, the what keeps you strung along through all the stuff is wanting to see that. I just don't mm-hmm. know if that would have the same pull for an Avatar thing. Like, what is the what is going to make me want to keep watching? What is like the payoff? I want to see Jake Sully say his <laughs> iconic lines. Jake Sully his iconic lines. His iconic lines. Um. Oh shit! That's an Avatar. <laughs> I want to. I want to see the payoff is for Navi to go, just like that. Do a ground noise. Uh, I don't know if you can hear that over the Discord. No, it totally peaked. Oh, it did. Okay. <laughs> I figured. I. <not. laughs> uh, you know what? I could listen to a nine-hour cut though. Is a uh, Billy from Black Christmas uh, screaming oh, yeah. into a telephone. Oh my god, yes. I agree. Which which is our subject of our Christmas special, which is uh, Black Christmas. We watched the original, which I love. I've been watching it the last couple of years around like this time. Um, it's a really <laughs> good movie. I've never seen the remakes. Um, and it's, it's funny because we were going to do all three. And then we watched <laughs> 2006. And I was so confused. 
<laughs> so I was like, no, we're not going to watch the new one, the newest one, the 2019. And from the trailer, the 2019 one is just so far from, I think, the original story. Yeah, I read the synopsis of it, and it yeah, seemed like... there's, like, cults. What? Really? And stuff. Yeah, it's like a, a fraternity cult. Oh, God. It, they, they basically said, like, what are the subtle themes of the first one? And let's just expand that and tell the audience directly what it is. <laughs> you know? Yeah. <laughs> but but let's start um, with, with The Good First, with 1974, directed yeah. by Bob Clark, who is the same director as A Christmas Story. That's which what I, think I thought. I saw his name and I was strange. like, isn't it that same dude who fucking Ralphie and shit? I was like, oh, yeah. Okay. So, yeah. I, and the man just makes Christmas movies, I guess. <laughs> that's his whole and career? They, that's his whole career, yeah. Mostly it was just like Christmas movies. That's awesome. So I don't know if they saw Black Christmas. Like, yeah, this guy can make a Christmas classic. <laughs> but, I mean, the plot with this one is very straightforward. You have a sorority. It is uh, like Christmas Eve. Everyone, uh, for the most part, on the campus is leaving, except a select few um, girls who are either staying for the holidays. Uh, one of them, like their mom, doesn't want them home for Christmas. Some are waiting for like their parents to pick them up, but they receive disturbing phone calls, and they slowly getting killed one by one. Uh, and uh, I mean, I I could go on about how much I love this movie, but but what did you think as your first time viewing a Black Christmas? I really liked it. I thought it was good. Um, I liked it a lot more than I thought it was going to. I thought it was going to be yeah. a lot more exploitative for some reason. Yeah. No, it, it holds back. It holds its punches. It does. Yeah, it really does. And I was surprised. I thought it was genuinely scary and like creepy. Oh, yeah. Um, I watched it in like the middle of the night on like a weekday. Oh, that's good. So like I was like watching it in my bed, like on my laptop. Mm-hmm. And... The parts when it like shows like the only part that lit of the killer is like his eye, yeah. Like when she's like looking at him through the doorway, and you don't know he's there, but then she looks up, and then the camera like cuts to him, and you just see his fucking like crazy looking eye, his eyeball. Yeah, yeah that was really a really cool visual. Lots of really stylish, cool visuals that are in it, and then also the characters I thought were solid as well. Yeah. I like the the women in the house the i guess they're college kids you said Mm -hmm. um i like them a lot i thought they were all like pretty fleshed out and i liked all their relationships they weren't too cliched either and they weren't like bimbos like i thought yeah like you think they're all gonna be stupid yeah i thought they're all gonna be stupid like having sex and like you have to show boobs and then each day one of them gets killed while they're like topless like that kind of crap but like yeah it was it was very stylish and like uh reserved so uh, yeah i thought i was surprised by that yeah um and it's really like people think it's like the first slasher film Mm. um i guess bob clark never thought that he just thought it was like a whodunit killer kind of movie yeah um that just happens to be like on christmas okay uh but i mean for me structurally it really reminds me a lot of like giallos yeah yeah uh with the whole like you never really see the killer it's always like from his point of view mm-hmm. i mean i think what makes it effective is that it, it it pulls its punches it builds up the killer like those phone calls are nasty 
Oh god, yeah. Like they are yeah. really gross. <laughs> and like it's one thing like um to be like, "Oh, I'm going to kill you," but they're just like not. <laughs> they're like like they're like very sexual. Mhm. It's like it's like a like a person that is going through a schizophrenic episode is trying to like sexually harass you. Right, yeah. <laughs> they're doing it in their own like weird creepy way. Yeah, and and it's incredibly like graphic too. Oh god, yeah. Like I feel like a lot of movies today wouldn't have like the balls to say like some of the stuff he does. Mhm. Like he like the most iconic one in like the first call is he's like I'm going to eat your piggy cunt and starts like making disgusting pig noises. Oh my god, yeah, I forgot about and that it's, one. It's incredibly like tough to listen to. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> It makes your skin crawl. Yeah. Um, no, yeah, it really does. Part of what is effective about it is the the all the women in the house listening to it are so like innocent mm-hmm. and then for them to pick up the phone and then see their reaction to yeah. like these horrible obscene things and like weird noises that are coming through the phone from some mm-hmm. creepy guy. You don't know where he is or what his motive yeah. is. Um it it's very effective in in that way and like it just makes your skin crawl it's just like the most the worst things you could hear through a phone yeah. really and and i think it works for the same reason like halloween works where it's like you know like the spatial geography like mm. you know the killers in the house right yeah but the girls don't mm-hmm. so like they think it's like someone prank calling or whatever and you're like no he's in there <laughs> especially <'cause> shortly <laughs> after that one the one of the main girls claire gets gets off and the iconic uh even the shot that's on the cover of getting the paper or not paper the plastic bag over her head oh and God. strangled yeah the the poster of this movie goes hard too <laughs> with her in the rocking chair in the window oh my god yeah and i love like okay i absolutely love old 70s like horror posters like those like taglines because it's like uh the tagline for this one if this uh, movie doesn't make your skin crawl then it's on too tight and I'm like that's fucking awesome and it's just that woman like suffocated yeah on, like, the poster <laughs> there's something uh really scary about being suffocated like that but like a plastic bag mm-hmm. it like unlocks yeah. some like primal fear like, i gotta just imagine yeah. like just being at the absolute panic if it just happens mm-hmm. abruptly, all of a sudden you just have a plastic bag that's being oh, yeah. put over your head. It's like, God. And the movie captures that really well. It's just really brutal mm-hmm. and quick, all the kills. And the fact that you always see uh, her in the window when they show the house. Yeah, that's scary stuff. I don't like that. And, and this movie, I feel, is very... It, it works because its themes are subtle. Um, and I mean, the main, which is surprising, this is uh, written and directed by a man because like, you know, I think a lot of the themes is like the idea that like males have like a possession over women. Oh, you know? yeah. Like a lot of like the subplots are like, like the main kind of conflict between our main character is that uh, Jess is pregnant by her boyfriend and she wants to get an abortion. And he does not want her to get an abortion. And and he starts to go a little crazy. <laughs> he's like, I feel like he's like the main suspect. 
Yeah. And this is this is where I feel like we get into Giallo territory because there's all these male characters that could be the killer. But yeah, so we have, I mean, he literally wants to, like, control her body. Um, and then uh, more uh, apparently we have a killer who is is very, like, his kills are very, like, sadosexual. Where you yeah. can tell he's he's coming when <laughs> when he's doing these kills, you know. Yeah, when did we and, talk about that when you asked me like is what is Michael Myers like a comer or something? Yeah, like yeah. That? Who comes? <laughs> yeah, who know? comes and who doesn't? This, this guy definitely comes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, but he like literally like props up the bodies. Like he's in it for the, the corpses. You know, mm-hmm. so he's like literally physically possessing the women. <laughs> and I mean, you even have it subtly because an, um, one of the other main sort of subplots is Claire, the first girl who gets killed. Her father comes to pick her up and no one knows where she is, not knowing that she's in the attic dead. Right. Um. But I mean, the whole time he's like judging them. They have like, you know, like they have like the hippie posters and there's like a poster of like, uh, like basically two people fucking on it. Oh yeah, and he's like, he's like upset that like they're like living this lifestyle, like basically upset that they are doing what they want. <laughs> yeah. So you have like, I mean, like the main theme is like just the idea that uh, like the patriarchy and like the possession of women, which this this movie handles really well because it never directly says any of that, like the two thousand six one does. I feel. <laughs> Yes, very heavy-handedly. It's like this is like a really dumb person saw the original and like thought yes. that they could do that. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, it was interesting because uh, after the remake made absolutely no money and it was a complete, you know, failure. Mm-hmm. Uh, Bob Clark was actually in the works of writing a sequel to the original, and he even got. Um, the main girl and the sheriff back. Really? Yeah. Um, oh. but he died while writing, and the studio didn't want to like you know disgrace his legacy, so they just canned it. Oh, uh, well, I mean that's surprising that they would just can it. I think. Yeah, most, I know. Most of the time in studio history, they would have just continued on. <laughs> yeah. Well, I think maybe because the already the two thousand six one was hot garbage, they were like, oh, maybe we shouldn't yeah do this <laughs> but i feel like now black christmas is much more um it's one of those movies where i feel like at the time it everyone kind of looked over it but now it's like oh shit this movie's awesome yeah it has a lot more of a following right and it's i think it's getting the appreciation now that it did yeah. it before because it was like it started out a lot of those like tropes like slasher movie tropes i guess and like so yeah. lost some of the way that the slasher movie villains are like written mm-hmm. and i feel like it like john carpenter had to have seen this movie before he wrote halloween no. yeah like, like black christmas walked so halloween could run yeah no exactly I, I just felt like there's such a similar philosophy when writing michael myers in that original movie and then this killer in this one where it's mm-hmm. like neither of them you don't really know anything about you don't really know their motive it's yeah. just like senseless violence and they have different yeah. ways of doing it between each one, obviously. But, like, it's that same basic idea. And that's still, like, a really effective and creepy idea. 
Um, yeah, that is really how you do a slasher because the whole, like what makes for me, at least what makes a slasher so scary is that it is senseless. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And this movie does a really good job at that. <laughs> yes. <laughs> That's essentially the whole thing because, right. and it's like, well, okay. One movie that I have a really, uh, weird relationship with is the strangers. Have you seen that? You know, the one with the, the sack over the head. I have not the seen that. Family. Okay. Um, it's dog shit. It's a terrible movie. <laughs> and I know I like get a lot of flack for saying that, but the reason I get so mad at it is because it is a very good premise executed in the worst way possible. Mm. Like it has one of the scariest dialogues where at the end, the woman's like tied up and she's just like, why are you doing this? And he like gets in close and he just goes, because you were home. <laughs> and that is fucking terrifying. That is. However, yeah. the rest of the movie is so garbage. <laughs> it, but again, Black Christmas is very that thing. It's it's like those women were not targeted. It was just simply they were there. Yeah, literally. And it's like without like I feel like the 2006 one if you take that backstory of the killer into account it kind of ruins yeah. the original yeah but like i always got the impression that like like i don't know like it, it never the 2006 one is like oh that's his like old home like he always lived there yeah i don't, I don't remember anything in the original saying that like that dude like has lived there for years or whatever well yeah there's just that story they do because it was like a urban legend that in that house oh they killed and they, they'd always like give billy a present that's right okay yeah but um yeah but like you basically take that and you just kind of get his deal he's got mommy issues from the whole phone calls because mm-hmm. <laughs> he would call and cry about agnes and he's like mommy no and she's like you've been a bad boy billy <laughs> yeah so like it, it it works because it's insanely creepy and it just delivers kind of like okay this guy is fucking nuts yeah this dude is insane you don't need much more than that no (laughs) Uh, but but i was doing some research and this was actually uh bob clark got the inspiration from an actual serial killer uh that was in canada and like he killed from like 1969 to 1971 his name was wayne clifford borden otherwise known as the vampire rapist whoa Uh, because i guess all of his victims yeah, he would leave bite marks on their breasts. Oh, uh, no. And he targeted young college girls. And on all of the victims, except the last one, there was, like, no signs of struggle. So, like, he was clearly, like, invited in. Right. That's mm-hmm. creepy. So that's where they kind of got uh, the idea from this from this guy. Oof. Yeah, I can see where that comes from. It seems like, mm-hmm. especially the sexual sadism part of it yeah that's pretty fucked these up. are very like they they don't show anything sexual but you get like there's various sexual drive yes yeah it's kind of like i mean even i feel like the first halloween you can see um like the sexual motives behind michael's killing oh which yeah. i think they get very far from later <laughs> and it's it's like not even apparent and even like the latest trilogy yeah but you can tell that Michael is definitely driven by his penis, and he doesn't know what that means. 
Yeah, he, he's like, he still has like that childlike understanding of sexuality. Yeah. Because he was never yeah. able to leave that phase because he's just been a mm-hmm. silent child for like 40 years or whatever. Yeah. And I mean, clearly a killer like Billy is kind of in the same one, except he's the opposite of Michael where Billy never shuts the fuck up. <laughs> he's just always screaming. <laughs> but yeah, but, there, but I like this because there's also a lot of very iconic kills. Yeah. Uh, like, like all of them are pretty memorable. Like the bag one, you have the woman uh, who's the best character in this, like the sorority mother who has oh. alcohol literally hidden in every corner. Yeah, I love the the one that I was laughing at the one where she opens like a book in the library. Yeah. And there's just like yeah. a, a, a bottle shape in Carved the pages. Out. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that was awesome. Yeah, but she, but she gets the like the pulley hook through her. Oh god, yeah. Uh, I felt bad for have, Yeah, we have the iconic uh unicorn, like the glass crystal unicorn. Oh one. yeah. Yeah. Yeah, there, there, there's so much, and, I, and what I love is there's so many characters, and you just kind of get it, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. like the girl that's always drunk. Her mom basically said, "No, we don't want you home for Christmas." <laughs> uh, you have Jess's whole thing. I mean, Jess is the main character, so hers is the most like fleshed out, right? Uh, but yeah, you have all these characters, and like they're just kind of there, chilling, and then this thing happens. Uh, it's an, and the the sheriff guy like I, I feel like another sort of other theme like most serial killer stuff is how uh, terrible the police are <laughs> like the sheriff was good he was yeah. doing his job but like everyone else wasn't right like he um the main guy at like the desk they were trying to report like the missing person and he wasn't taking him seriously mm-hmm you even had the whole like fellatio joke and all the cops were just like joking around oh god yeah that was that was enraging they were such idiots yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, but i mean they eventually like when that other girl was missing they realized they had a killer and they got their shit together but right it, there and, was and a I think lot that of... is that that is also goes with the themes of of um like men male ownership or even like domestic abuse or stuff like that yeah it's like people don't ever seem to do anything about it until it's too late right or like something really concrete happens Mm -hmm. or like and the women were always trying to tell them hey these people are missing these people are missing but it took um that one woman's boyfriend claire's boyfriend to actually come in and say hey they're missing then they're like all right let's go yeah exactly exactly no yeah the the first one's solid i recommend it like this is my like go-to christmas horror movie i feel like it is just the best christmas horror movie oh absolutely yeah i also just want to say something mm-hmm. maybe this is just me but um i always like the imagery in this movie and how like the house is like always so dark and like Yes. oftentimes it's like only lit by like a christmas tree the christmas lights yeah where it's like there's something i ever since a kid i've always found really creepy about like going down into like the the main floor of like one's house at night you just see the With christmas like tree christmas lights yeah it's like lit up there's something really yeah. scary about it that. is very creepy and seeing like the silhouette of the tree and like mm-hmm. just knowing that there's like this full like giant thing that's like uh, being concealed by all these lights i don't know it, yeah it taps into some like weird like very scary imagery that i think that works really really well 
Yeah, especially you have like the um the choir kids doing the um oh, Christmas yeah. caroling in the background that really sets the tone and yeah. you just know that that house is full of corpses as it pans out <laughs> and you hear like the kids Christmas caroling and you have like just the candles outside and then you just oh. see the Christmas tree and the though it's suffocated woman it's it's incredible it is that was a really I mean, good sequence when um those mm-hmm. she goes out to see all the kids caroling yeah and then someone inside is getting killed i don't remember who it was but mm-hmm. it was a cutting between the kids like singing and the person getting killed it was like yeah really nice contrast and it worked really there's really a well. lot of um good christmas juxtaposition yes <laughs> between yeah. really really comforting christmas traditions and people getting murdered <laughs> yes <laughs> yeah and it works well for, for for me what i think my favorite part of this movie and i think what a lot of people don't understand about the slasher genre and what makes it so effective is the like we said earlier kind of like the senselessness of the killings but i'm not going to spoil it but the reveal of the killer or lack thereof i think is the best part of this movie yeah and ultimately sells like the creepiness right and i feel like it's like it's I get like it doesn't matter who he is, right? It doesn't because and it goes with the themes of the movie because it's like he doesn't get caught at the end. He's still out there, like mm-hmm. and that's the way it is in real life. I think for women, I mean, I don't mean to speak for women, but it's from what I've my experience has been. It's like that when you're you can't walk alone at night as a woman because there's there yeah. might be someone out there in the darkness in like an alley who's gonna come mm-hmm. out and like. I feel like that was so such a good summation because it doesn't matter who Billy is, because there's right. always there's always a crazy guy. Even if Billy gets locked up, he's more like, like a representation of all the terrible men that right. just want to like inflict yeah. harm. Exactly. Yeah. It's there's always going to be somebody in a dark alley waiting. It doesn't matter mm-hmm. if one gets caught. There's always another one out there somewhere. And yeah. They have to constantly be living in fear because. They're just evil, fucked up men, and they're always and, will be. <laughs> and and the fact that the police even have control of, or in quotes, control of oh. the situation, and he's still able to freely go about. Right. Exactly. Yeah. It doesn't. It doesn't matter. These systems in place, and something is always going to slip through. It's mm-hmm. the cops can be in control of one situation, and another one happens elsewhere because some evil, fucked up guy is there. It's just. Yeah. It, it's a nice. It's a nice theme. I really like that. So now let's talk about something that does the opposite of everything we just said, <laughs> which is the 2006 one. Yeah. <laughs> All right. But so I'm going to I'm going to be honest with you. I don't know how I feel about this movie. Mm-hmm. If this movie was not Black Christmas, I feel like I would like it more. Mostly because mm-hmm. of how weird it is. And I, this, this movie goes for a lot of just gross out gore, (laughs) which I really appreciate. Yeah. Like right in the beginning, we're just hit with it. And we're Mm -hmm. like, okay. I mean, you have a guy literally eating eyeballs and it's awesome. (laughs) But so I'm trying to figure out even where to start because there's so much going on. Yeah, I mean, well, totally. I'll say the the first yeah. kill is pretty cool. I like the it's yeah. cool because it's so brutal and quick. Because like everything pl- is brutal. The plastic bag goes over her head, and then whoever it was, I don't remember if it was the woman. It was, or this the... was be Claire. Okay, 
yeah, she like puts the bag over her head and then immediately gets stabbed like right in the eye. And yeah. that's the end of it. Like we cut off there. Yeah, it's like just brutal. Yeah, and it's like title card. And I'm like, okay, that's when I was like, hang on. <laughs> we might have something here. Yeah. And those okay, all all the stupid stuff I liked. I I okay. kind of loved how stupid it was and it owned it. The issue is that it's supposed to be a remake of Black Christmas. <laughs> and and one thing, okay, this is where I'm 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 very conflicted. Because here's the thing about remakes, right? People either complain they're too similar to the original or they're too far from the original. Yeah. And and that's fair. You know, I can I can see both ways. But this one, for some reason, teeters in the middle of that. Mm. Where it wants to keep all the characters the same. It wants to keep a lot of their backstories the same, but follow it more. Mm hmm. But at the same time, they want to make it like a completely different genre of movie <laughs> where this is much more like gore, almost like at points grindhousey. Yeah. Especially with how stupid some of like the plot is. Yeah. To where like it tonally, it just does not match the original. <laughs> no. I just think it needed to commit to just a killer in the house and the girls just band together and fuck them up. Right, yeah. Don't don't go so much into the backstory of Billy. Yes. I feel like that was the biggest mistake of the movie. It it ruins a lot of the mystique, and it kind of retroactively ruins the original. It's like Michael. It's it is very yeah. similar to Michael because the sequels did the same thing to him, where it's like you can't explain him too much because then it ruins the mystique of him. It ruins how scary he is. And like in mm-hmm. a way that this this movie almost went far enough into his backstory that he became around to being scary again, almost. Yeah. Do you know what I yeah. mean? Because it was like it was such a detailed, like layered, and, and it's really fucked up. It is. Yeah. Like yeah. when we were, I, so Carolina watched both of these with me. She really liked the the original one. Mm-hmm. Um, she absolutely hated this one. <laughs> but I was shocked with some of the stuff. It goes into so you know what fuck it okay spoiler spoiler ahead <laughs> yes um <laughs> just go watch the original if if this sounds if 2006 sounds interesting to you I think it's worth a watch mostly because of how bizarre it is from the original yeah but okay let's go I want to go through the whole Billy story all right well can I get so, one thing out of the way right away yes get it Billy out. is yellow okay like, yes bright yellow yes. <laughs> He he! When they first show him, he looks like a yellow version of Lou Ferrigno's Hulk. Yes. And when they first show him, I was like, "Was he yellow?" <laughs> and and it's funny because they didn't even like. They could have like painted his skin yellow, you know, done something. Yeah. But they just like color graded him yellow. That's what it seemed like. I thought that too. Yeah. That's what. It, that's why it looks so weird. Right. Because it they literally just put a yellow layer over him and just put like multiply on it. Like <laughs> But okay, so th- this house of the sorority in a long time ago, uh there's a, a unhappy family. The mother is a drunk and the father is a Vietnam War veteran, and they have a little baby with jaundice, I guess. And the mom doesn't like the baby because he's yellow. I think. 
because he they have a little mutant yellow baby yeah and so she is mad at him so she's cheating on the the vietnam vet husband some other guy and then when billy grows up to like like i don't know like 10 the the mom and that guy have a plan to kill the husband but billy witnesses it hides in the attic (laughs) and for some reason they're like we're gonna kill him and then for some reason they don't yeah that was weird he just has to live in the attic i guess (laughs) it's almost like they uh it's kind of like modern like blockbusters that become like remakes or sequels where they feel the need to explain everything like mm. like why does he stay in the attic in the first one? Oh, it's cuz he lived in there. You know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but so he is living in the attic. He's like what like 14 now. The the new boyfriend that killed the husband is a drunk who can't keep an erection. So the mom has the idea to fuck Billy. <laughs> This is when I was like, what the hell is going on? Yeah, this was bad. It is extremely bizarre. <laughs> and for some reason, Billy goes along with it. So yeah. we have Agnes that comes out. And uh, she is the basically the incest baby of the mom. But she says it's that the husband's baby. <laughs> Uh, and Agnes obviously grows up very troubled. Yeah, <laughs> clearly. <laughs> and then one night, um, like when what Billy was like a teenager, uh, he they basically just he decides to kill him. Yeah. And one part I I do actually really like it. It goes pretty hard. Is when after he kills the mom, he takes the cookie cutter and cuts out her skin. Oh yeah, in like Christmas shapes, I did and then like bakes that. it like cookies. Yeah, I thought that was pretty cool. Yeah, and then the cops find him, and he's eating like his mom's skin cookies. <laughs> See, that's that's the stuff I like. Right. If that movie just stays goofy like that, I'm okay. Because <laughs> it's incredibly weird. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was. It, it's very weird. It it's like it feels like the need to go weird in all the wrong places. Otherwise. Yeah, with like, like his totally backstory it picks and... weird times to go weird. Yeah, exactly. And so now while these girls are in the sorority, like it turns into sorority house, blah, blah, blah. Billy is in uh, the Clark pendant, like asylum, which is named, I guess, after Bob Clark or whatever. Sure. Um, <laughs> and then the rest of the movie, like with the whole killer in the house, that's actually Agnes. It's like a boy in the wall kind of situation. <laughs> We love those so, kind of movies, boy in the wall yeah. movies. But we, so the asylum, I guess every year Billy tries to escape on Christmas. That's like his deal. Mm-hmm. And uh, for some way, we had to talk about why there's a Jesus Christ cameo. What? I don't remember it, that. Yeah, it's like in the beginning when they're giving everyone their like Christmas dinner. And he's like, Merry Christmas, Merry Christmas. And you get to like one of them and he like opens the door and he's like, 
happy birthday and it's a guy and he's jesus and he like recites something from the bible what <laughs> it's like a quick five second thing and i'm like what the hell is going on what the fuck i didn't notice that <laughs> yeah <laughs> what? it's it's so strange are these and filmmakers then, on crack who the hell made this movie so this guy okay real, something really funny that i looked up uh his name's glenn morgan he literally has done like i think like one or two other movies but he said while making this movie is if this is a failure financially and critically he will quit directing <laughs> he never made another movie since oh that's he sad. actually quit wow so that's i think that is incredibly funny i kind of feel bad because i feel like this movie is has a lot of style to it honestly and the directing yeah. and i didn't think it was that bad directing wise i mean writing wise is a different story but yes yeah, i mean it, it had style sure it it's like a weird kind of grindhousey style yeah that could work for some some things I, I could see him like having some sort of career after that if he tried yeah i don't know yeah if you made something i don't know maybe more original yeah yeah exactly just don't do a franchise <laughs> yeah and it's the, the thing with black christmas like i feel like no one knows about it like non-horror people mm, like yeah. like when the new one came out people were just seeing it not realizing that it's like a remake <laughs> which is fine whatever you know but so for me, where the 2006 one falls completely apart is all of the characters. Oh, God. There yeah. are seriously 10. And their <laughs> plots are everywhere. <laughs> so let's let's I'm going to I'm going to let's see how many plots we can talk about. OK, so we have just the main one. Her deal is her boyfriend who they're supposed to be married right or like they're getting gonna get married but yeah. she doesn't know but we know that he's also having sex with her friend who plays the drunk girl in the first one that's supposed to be that character <laughs> and also there's a subplot where he's secretly recording them having sex and that other girl has it on her laptop oh, God. for some reason she yeah. found it and he has to is sneaks in later to get it right so there's like a weird triangle with this piece <laughs> of shit in the middle and it doesn't go anywhere and it doesn't mean anything and it's pointless yeah i was about to say that literally goes nowhere the characters just die and then that's where the that's where yeah. it all ends <laughs> i think they just needed a reason to get him inside for some reason that's probably what it is yeah then there was another girl who this was supposed to be the uh also i think the drunk girl where she, her pa family doesn't want her home for christmas so she's just getting belligerently drunk and antagonizing everyone <laughs> and then we have instead of the father it's claire's sister who comes to find claire and she gets very distracted by her motives, I feel, a lot. <laughs> Where it's just them aimlessly running around the house. Oh, God. Yeah. There, There's just too many characters, and all of the characters have, like, a five-minute monologue of who they are, what their motives are, and how they're going to resolve their problems. <laughs> Only for them never to get resolved at all, really. Yeah, because it doesn't matter, because they just die. Yeah. 
it's horrible. And yeah. I, I want to say too the yeah the way the characters are written, they're a lot less realistic. They're a lot less likable. They're a lot more like typical slasher movie women yeah. than uh, the original was. Because I feel like the original was for its time was a pretty progressive way to write yeah. woman in a horror movie. And this is like mm. 10 steps backward compared to that. Yeah. <laughs> this is literally every character is just like their bio on the script. They <laughs> yes. just read it off. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, and I mean, I think this could be interesting because they do the whole they're trapped in the house bit. Because there's, like, a raging snowstorm going on. Oh. Uh, like, the police are too busy responding to all, like, you know, the environmental catastrophes going on. Right. And they can't get out because Billy was already in the car, or I guess Agnes. Um, But, yeah, so, like, and it's very confusing because the whole time, you, you don't know there's, like, a boy in the wall, or I guess a girl in the wall, right? Mm-hmm. And we're constantly seeing Billy in the asylum at the same time there's killings going on. <laughs> so as someone who knows, like, the first movie, we were like, wait, so is this asylum stuff happening in the past, but they're showing it in the present? It's very jarring. Oh, yeah, like, I was confused by that, too, at first. I was, I was thinking, like, I was trying to piece it all together because I thought it was, like, something avant-garde was going on. <laughs> yeah. Like, it was, like, Pulp Fiction. It sort of yeah. was, but it wasn't really that great. But then, yeah, but then later they reveal that he had a sister, and you're like, then you put the pieces together. Yeah, yeah. So, and again, the end of this movie is just people fighting each other, and it's like, I don't know what's going on. <laughs> okay, I, I, I missed this, but, like, where did the sister come from? The sister that's killing with him at the end. She was just in the walls the whole time, I guess. But, like, it didn't show her in the flashbacks, did it? Yeah, she was the result of the the fuck. Oh, she was the incest child? She was the incest child, and they took her to a foster home, and she escaped, I think. Oh, so she was the little girl with the doll and the... Yeah. Okay. Yeah, and she was killing people because... That was Billy it. and her have to make a family, apparently. Yeah. <laughs> okay, Something but then, who like was that. the girl that is like has like the Coke bottle glasses and everyone is creeped out by her at the beginning? It doesn't matter. She got killed. Oh, she's, I, she's, guess. She, I thought she was the sister for some reason. I'm just confused. <laughs> I, <laughs> I am too. I, I, I I'm thought gonna be her honest. name was Agnes. Because who is the. Yeah, it Fuck. <laughs> I literally I watched this movie and I couldn't tell you. I it wasn't you her name Agnes? Because at the beginning it they was. were saying like, oh, where's Agnes? Like they knew her, like because she lived in the house. They were saying now she used to live there before. Yeah, maybe she arrived. was. But she would just like crawl around in the walls. Because there was that little hole that she knew, her and Billy knew about. That's where you'd hide, like in the closet that like led to the attic. Yeah. You know what? Uh, It doesn't matter. Yeah, we're thinking way too hard about this. (laughs) Yeah, we're thinking harder than the writers did. Yes. (laughs) The the it's so. I just want to know why he's yellow. I think that is so funny to me. Yeah. Well, I looked that up during it, and all I found was that they. 
Because you know how your skin turns yellow with jaundice? Yeah, jaundice. But, like, it doesn't turn that yellow. That was, like, bright yellow. And the way he described it is, like, they literally said he was just a yellow baby. Like, they didn't even say it was, like, a condition. It's like, he was yellow. Right. And it's like, okay. I guess they gave birth to a Simpson or something. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it reminded me of, like, Sin City or something. Because yeah, isn't there a it's... character in that who's, like, a bright color and he's, like, a serial killer? Yeah. Something like that. Yeah. It was so weird. It's it's bizarre. And and see, this is where I'm conflicted because I love all the stupid stuff. <laughs> it's I just wish this movie was more stupid. Yeah. It needed to double like, down on the stupid. We just cut out the backstory, have these people realize, oh shit, there's a serial killer on the loose. We gotta get out of here. And just have uh, the sister and brother incest duo, or I guess the sister-daughter, go and kill everyone. <laughs> That's fine for me. Yeah. <laughs> and just make it Christmassy. Right. Because the whole thing, like, like Billy loves Christmas because that was, like, when the murders happened. And I want to ask why, too, is I think I know the answer, yeah. but, like, why did they feel the need to add a second killer? Especially a I, female one. See, that's what I don't know. Like, I feel like they were trying to be smart and throw you off. Like, how are these kills happening? Billy hasn't escaped yet. Yeah, probably. But to me, I was just thinking their timeline's fucked up. Oh, yeah. No, I would. Yeah. It's I, I think the only thing I can think of they were trying to do was to explain like how like Billy on the phone in the original can make like a, a male sounding voice and then a female sounding voice. Yeah. So they're like, oh, it has to be two people. But like, mm-hmm. it's creepier if it's just one person. Yeah. Like, how is he making like, that like noise? Like, you like know. he's split. Right. Yeah. It's it's weird. Explaining things that don't need to be explained is yes. the motto of this movie. <laughs> yes. How how can we explain every detail of every character and why a character is doing that thing and what they were going to do? <laughs> and then it doesn't matter because a yellow man just shows up and kills them right. and eats their eyeballs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah oh god um, i almost want to recommend this movie because it's so bizarre because, just because yeah just because i think it is so weird right like i was on board with it sometimes like this movie it was like it was losing me and then it was pulling me back in it was losing me and then pulling me back in <laughs> No, it was for me, too, because the... Yeah, I felt like all the kills were creative and, like, Christmassy, like the Christmas cookie skin one. That was pretty fun. Yeah, that's just cool, yeah. Yeah, like, it it needed to do more of that. I feel like if it was was just a straight-up slasher without the... Mm -hmm. Going into so much of the backstory of the killer and just kept it very vague like the original, and then he just dialed up on, like, the crazy kills. Yeah, dial up the gore, dial up the kills. Yeah. Maybe a bit more exploitative. It'd be more entertaining that way, for sure. Yeah. Because this one is not... It's not trying to say anything. No. no, You know? It's not at all. (laughs) You are here because it is Christmas and you want to watch a horror movie. Right. (laughs) (laughs) So, I mean, yeah. I mean, again, like I say, watch the first one, Christmas Time, Perfect Christmas Slasher. I think not enough people know about it. It's very it's, it's, accessible too. It's um, it is. It's free on YouTube. 
You can just look it up right now and watch it for yeah, free. Yeah, and I'm pretty sure it's on Tubi as well. Yeah, yeah, Tubi. I know. I watched it on Shutter. Shutter's got it. Yeah. Um, Even the 2006 yeah. one is super accessible. It's yeah, like, that one's everywhere. Yeah, it's on Vudu for free with ads. Yeah, it was but... on. I think it's on Tubi as well. It's on. Hulu. Oh really? Oh wow. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Yeah, 2006 one I can see. I don't know if it does. I can see an unrated cut of this. Oh, there's like, gotta there is be. one with how gory it is. I don't know if I watch that one or not, but <laughs> I just feel like there is. Unless maybe like this literally made no money. Like no, I'm pretty sure it has like a 12 percent on Rotten Tomatoes. Even oh, like God. audience score wise is really low. Oh, that's sad. <laughs> and you know when your audience score is low that it's a a poopy movie. Oh God, yeah, yeah. So, yeah. Moral of the story. Watch the first one. If you are morbidly curious, watch the second or the remake, the 2006 one. <laughs> maybe maybe uh, check out the new one, the 2019 one, if you want. Yeah. We don't know, though. Maybe next yeah. year we'll, we'll, we'll return to the Black Christmas world <laughs> and watch the 2019 one, which I'm guessing is more explaining every character and what they're going to do. I, I would guess so. It's weird because the synopsis I read didn't even include like Billy or anything. No. It's like, from what I got from the trailer, it's like a fraternity that is like doing like sacrifices and shit like that. Oh. Yeah. That's stupid. That sounds stupid already. <laughs> I mean, it is a Blumhouse horror movie. Is it? So, oh. yeah, it's targeted for like 14 year old girls. Oh, great. <laughs> it, it's one of those movies, cost some $2 million to make, make $6 million in the theaters, boom, profit. <laughs> Just churn them out. Then you can eventually I, like sell the rights to streaming somewhere. You know, yeah. you're, you're safe with that. Mm-hmm. Safe, safe little movie. um which i think if you were to remake the original exactly how it was it would not be very safe no so the original was the original could not be made now i mean that's just pretty much straight up i don't think you could make that movie today if you try yeah yeah Um, i feel like there would be a lot of people that would just be upset by billy yeah definitely Um, there's a lot of movies texas chainsaw too i don't think what i would ever get made it would I be mean, on like a super micro budget, if at all. They tried a lot. <laughs> they did. <laughs> the, uh, this is the issue with remakes. Like I said before, it's you either you make it shot for shot remake and it's stupid, right? You're like, OK, why am I watching this when I could just watch the original? Mm-hmm. You, you stray too far from the source material and it's uh, it's it, you basically are. It's like a coin flip. Like, is this going to work? Because mm. if it works, it's awesome. Right. Like, Suspirio is a great example of a good remake. <laughs> yes. Like, like, how can we take this simple story and expand on it and make it just as scary as the original? Right. Yeah. It's, like, completely different. They just took the same kind of basic story and, like... Yeah. Basic Give story, whole new same cr- setting, same characters. Right, exactly. What Suspiria was missing is making the bad guy yellow. <laughs> I think all horror remakes need that. True. They, that, that's they take out. off Michael's mask and he's yellow. Like, oh my God. <laughs> he's a Simpson. 
you know what I thought it was? I thought it was um, maybe he's yellow because in the original, because you know you don't really see the him that much in the original yeah. he's always like shrouded in shadow or whatever mm-hmm. i thought maybe in the parts that you do see him in you see his skin is like yellow but like you don't really notice it because you don't see much of it yeah i thought they were trying to like remain true to the original and like make him like all yellow mm-hmm. for some reason but no it was just like they just decided because to do that he was yellow <laughs> yeah <laughs> i i think that is just funny they should have made him green like the grinch Oh, that, that would have been awesome. That would have been more Christmassy. Make his eyes yellow too, so it's scarier. Yeah. Oh. Give him a little like his hair. He has like one little like green hair that like goes up and twirls. Oh my god! So we're literally just making him the Grinch. <laughs> yeah, no, it's Billy though. <laughs> Which, by the way, we have to watch that stupid um, the, the mean, mean one. one. Yeah, we should. I mean, it'll probably be bad, but whatever. No, it'll be fine. <laughs> I'm I'm much more optimistic about stupid stupid horror movies than you are. <laughs> I don't know that 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 concludes our dive into Black Christmas. I'm I'm glad you enjoyed the first one. Yeah, it was great. Uh, yeah. So, uh, thanks for listening, everybody, and have a have a Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas, everybody. Have a great don't, time. Don't run into the yellow man in your attic. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> also, don't have sex with your son either. Any moms yeah. out there? Don't do that. Yeah. If if your if your husband is impotent, do not have sex with your son. <laughs> that is the moral of the story of 2006. <laughs> it, it will it will bite you in the ass. Oh yeah, it will. Your son will eventually kill you and make your skin into Christmas cookies. Yeah, that's the motto. Oh. Moral of the story. Yeah, that's the moral of the story of this Christmas episode. So, (laughs) (laughs) thanks for listening, and we'll see you next time.